Um, tell me what your uh, your fa besides Pikachu, what's your favorite Pokemon? Gyarados. Gyarados. Why? It's powerful. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a favorite series um, or uh, movie from Pokemon? Mm, would have to be Jirachi Wishmaker. <laughs> yeah. What do you like about that one? Uh, I don't know if trade route on a different way, like an evil Pokemon. It was just pretty cool. I liked it. <laughs> um, and um, well, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite character besides Ash? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. Probably Nessa. Yeah, I'm a fan of water Pokemon gym leaders, <laughs> and this is like my favorite one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, what 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 gym? Are you representing today? Um, uh, what, what do you mean with gym? Like, out of, I mean, um, like, are you blue, yellow, or red today? Oh, blue. Blue. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. No way! What's he think this is a cartoon? He's crazy. programs welcome back to another pokerific episode of big in japan hey what's up guys this is derek derek wc and of course i'm not alone tonight i'm joined by both mike and justin but actually we've also got a special guest on the show tonight i have never actually talked to this special guest over a podcast before but I know him best from TJ Damon's Quad M show, and he is the sometimes associate producer, junior producer over on the uh, Quad M show. And he is also a screenwriter, a fellow podcaster, and a director. We've got Mark Piokas on the line to talk with us about some Pokemon anime tonight. But um, I just want to say, hey, what's up? And introduce Mark to our listeners. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Um, it's doing great, and it's great to be on here on the show. You know, we've been talking about doing this for quite a while, and I'm just absolutely privileged to be able to have uh, the connection through TJ to be able to be on the show. And yeah, it's been it's been a crazy it's been a crazy uh, crazy month to say the least. There's been a lot 
going on in terms of the Pokemon world. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be crazy, and we'll be talking a little bit about the uh, Pokemon Forever here a little bit. But um, yeah, it's been it's been a really fun time. So talk talk about. I mean, I know I know you sent me some some clips that I'm gonna intersperse in between you know our commercial break and when we're gonna talk about the show and everything. But tell us a little bit about your experience because this was this was what the the Pokemon Go Fest, right? That's that's the the event that you attended. And that was what, back in February? Yeah, it was back in February. And there is, I mean, it happens every maybe three months. They'll, they'll do a Pokemon Fest somewhere in the world. And it just happens that this 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 um, past February, they did one here in Vegas, which was fun. There was, you know, roughly about 50,000, 60,000 people in, in the uh, Sunset Park here in uh, Vegas each day. So it was kind of crazy to be able to see so many of the um, uh, the Pokemon Go fans, you know, wandering the park and everybody was dressed up. I had my... Uh, my Snorlax onesie on, uh, playing, uh, playing the, um, playing the game as well. And yeah, it was pretty interesting to see everybody out there and, um, you know, playing the game and all that as well. And also, uh, talking to a couple of fans about what they, what they like about Pokemon and, you know, what they, uh, what they, um, what they felt about it and who their favorite characters are and all that as well. So it'll be interesting, uh, throughout the show for you guys to listen to some of the, some of the people that were there, but yeah, I mean, it, just to see how, how crazy that is. I mean, just how many people were there, just to play Pokemon Go. So those, and a lot of those fans are the old school fans. Those are the ones that were back, um, back in the day when there was, um, you know, back in the Johto days, which we'll be talking about a little bit later on. But it's, it was crazy to see. It was just crazy to see, like I said, so many people. I mean, I mean, it, it's kind of expanding at generations too, because, you know, you see, um, you know, people my age, you know, out there, out there playing Pokemon, and you're seeing them with their kids that are playing Pokemon and all that as well. So it's been, it was pretty interesting to see the kind of the, um, the diversity of, of people that are playing. I saw old people do it, young people do it, millennials doing it, you know, Gen Xers doing it. It's, it was kind of crazy just to be able to see everybody kind of, uh, you know, out there, uh, you know, doing their thing and, and having a good time out there and all that as well. So it was, it was pretty interesting to see kind of the atmosphere that, uh, Pokemon has brought us for so many years. It's been over what, 25 years, uh, since the first Pokemon series. So it's been a, yeah, it's been a wild ride. So when when people are out there, I mean, I know you say they're they're playing the the Pokemon Go and everything, but like I I also hear like people that get into like the competitions and stuff. Like, is that is that an aspect to that event? Like where people are competing, playing the game against one another and doing it for like money and or prizes, or is this all just social kind of playing where people are playing for fun and it's just a you know like a con or a gathering? I would say, you know, it's 70, 70, 80%, um, you know, them playing and having a good time um, and, you know, more and more calm kind of thing. And then the other 20%, you know, maybe want to do battles. I mean, there are, there are, there, there is a situation in the game where they're battling each other. You can battle each other and all that as well. I did, actually, I did do one battle while I was there from, with a guy from Australia. Um, I happened to be in line to to get kick up kick my picture with Evie, and um, right next to it is is the battle battle where they had like a little battle thing where you could challenge other other trainers to uh, do battles. And I ended up only doing one battle, and that was with this guy from Australia. We ended up becoming friends on Pokemon Go, which you know it just goes to show you how many people people from from across the planet that that came to this uh, to this fest. I mean, I mean, Japan, Korea. You know, people from, like I said, uh, Australia, people from Europe, you know. So it was pretty interesting to see also the people that flew in to just to be part of the fest. 
And I, I know you're talking about like the different generations that get into Pokemon and everything. So is there is there also kind of uh, whether it's the current generation or the past generations, is there an aspect of nostalgia for those folks? Like not only I mean, I, I guess some people are coming and bringing their own gear, so to speak. Right. So they can participate and play and everything. But I mean, are there. Are there people seeking out things like are there people buying like slabbed, you know, video games or or or, you know, different aspects of whatever touches their nostalgia? Like if it's like the old manga or whatnot, or is it still is it less of a, I don't know, capitalistic kind of gathering? You know, I mean, there wasn't really much for sale at the gathering itself besides the shirts. You know, I, I mean, they didn't they didn't sell any games or anything like that. It was just. The T-shirts. That was the only thing they were selling on at the fest. But that being said, the company itself is smart in the, in the fact that with the, with the with the Nintendo Switch games, especially, there's certain ways where you can connect the, the Switch game to your Pokemon Go and get special features. I currently have Pokemon Go Eevee, I think, on on my Switch, so I get a special Pokemon with you know when I trade um, trade a Pokemon from my Pokemon Go to the Switch uh, Switch thing. So it's um, it's pretty interesting, um, you know, some of the things that they've gotten to do. I mean, there's a new, I think the new one's Scarlet, I think. So there's a situation where you have to trade something from Pokemon Go over to that. So it encourages the um, Pokemon Go players to get the uh, to get the um, to get the game and play the game, so they can get some of these special features. And you know, I think there is a lot of crossover. Pokemon's done really good with their marketing, especially with the with the championships. They do have championships in both Pokemon Go and uh, in the Pokemon card games, and they do stream those uh, World Championships live on their Twitch channel. So they've done a really good job of kind of promoting promoting their product. You know, I think you know I'm, I'll almost say that they almost do it a lot better than they do with, with that Disney does with Mickey Mouse. I mean, it's very more interactive with the with the fans as well. So it's it's pretty interesting to see. You know, how Pokemon is, you know, how they're expanding. They're thinking ahead, expanding what their what their uh, what their creative minds are as well. I could also say that um, they've also tried different animation as well. If you guys look up on the uh, if there, there's a Pokemon streaming channel, that's absolutely free for anybody to watch. If you download on your computer, you'll be able to see some different kind of animation that they've done with the with the Pokemon, um, these short little films. So it's pretty interesting to see, you know all the things that they've, they've kind of accomplished as well. And they're about to launch another, another app called uh, Pokemon Go, you know, Pokemon Sleep, where you can play Pokemon while you're sleeping and then it'll monitor how you're sleeping and let you know what, you know, how you're sleeping and you can catch certain Pokemon depending on how you sleep and all that as well. So yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on with Pokemon in terms of merchandising and what they're doing in terms of uh, product. My, my fondest hope is that I will have a, a, uh, a very drowsy Wobbuffet if I play uh, Pokemon Sleep, you know, just somebody who wants to relax or whatever. You were, you were talking about um, wearing, I think, what, like your Snorlax shirt or whatever at the show. Like, was there was there an aspect of people getting, like, dressed up or anything? Like, was there any cosplay bleed over in this kind of event? Yeah, there was quite a few. I mean, there was a guy that was um, was dressed up like the uh, one of the professors. I could you could see him pretty 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 vividly. I was like one of six people that was dressed up in a in a Snorlax onesie, but there were a bunch of onesies out there. I could I you know you can see some of the um, some of those as well. Cool. And then and then I guess the only other thing I thought of to ask about the event was like 
I, I'm not really deep into the whole Twitch world per se, but like I know sometimes there are like, I guess for lack of a better term, maybe like Twitch celebrities or Twitch, you know, like players that are, are considered celebrities because people, they have a big following and, and all this other kind of stuff. Like, was there any aspect of that, like where there's some really popular, I don't know, Pokemon Go Twitch players that that showed up or made appearances is there anything like that that goes on on these shows yeah there, there was they um actually you know promoted it that you know if they people wanted to get their pictures with the popular pokemon Twitch streamers there was a place where you could meet, meet them my personal favorite is a guy named leak duck which he didn't um he didn't do the um he didn't do the meet and greets but he's a kind of it's kind of weird he's kind of a shy guy so you don't get to see see him that much but if you catch him down he'll He'll say hi to you, and, and I guess he has like stickers or whatever, he, you know, to kind of prove that you've met him. But yeah, they had, they had an aspect there where you can meet your meet your favorite trainers, uh, switch between trainers, and be able to to watch that as well. Cool. Well, thank thanks for um kind of being the the man on the scene there for us, and I'm gonna be playing some of those Q and A's that you kindly sent me and everything throughout the course of this show. So people can, can check those out as they're, as they're listening and everything. So I think what we'll do is we'll take a, a brief commercial break. And then after we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about the Pokemon feature film, Pokemon forever on big in Japan. So stay tuned. Um, okay. Uh, you, besides, uh, besides Pikachu, what's your favorite Pokemon? Ooh, I like Lucario. Lucario, why do you like him? Like him? Uh, he was just—it was the the movie that Lucario was in uh, when I was growing up. That was my favorite movie, and then ever since then, he's just been my favorite favorite Pokemon to have in games and cards to collect. Okay, then. So you, I'm assuming you like the like the movie that Lucario was in, then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> favorite, favorite movie for sure. Okay, and um, and um, besides, um, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite character outside of Ash? Ooh. That's a good question. I like Brock. Brock from the original series. I love Brock. And um, and uh, today, what uh, what um, what gym color are you representing? Uh, red. I'm Team Valor. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah. Have you checked out QuadMProductions.com lately? QuadMProductions.com is your direct access hookup to order Enigma the comic book series and download the QuadM podcast. Check the appearances page for upcoming events and contact us with questions or comments. Don't be the only lonely soul who's missing out on all the fun. Visit us today at QuadMProductions.com. That's QuadMProductions.com. Uh, besides Pikachu, what's your favorite Pokemon? Eevee. Eevee? Why do I like Eevee? Because it's just so damn cute. <laughs> um, besides, uh, besides Ash, um, who, what's your favorite character? I think the professor. <laughs> which, which, which professor? Sir Oak. Oak? Yeah. <laughs> you like Oak? Um, you have a favorite series or movie? I think the first movie. The first movie, Because really, that's yeah. one... Uh, we saw it together when I was a kid. I took him uh, to see the first Pokemon yeah. as a kid. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what's your What's your favorite Pokemon besides Pikachu? Oh man, either Haunter, Litwick. <laughs> All the ghosts. All pretty, I like anything ghost type, really. <laughs> Why do you like the ghost type ones? I just think they're cool. Honestly, it's probably one of my favorite typings. <laughs> um, you know, um, and um, do you also like Professor Oak, or is there any other characters you like? 
I know she's more of a psychic gym leader, but I like Sabrina. <laughs> she's cool. <laughs> um, and then you're obviously uh, Team Red today. Yes. And then are you um, Team Blue? Uh, Missick, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Just when you thought it was safe to hear a podcast promo. JL made you do 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 brave and bold do 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 comic books do 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 JL made. JL made you do 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 brave and the bold do 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 comic books do 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 JL made. JL made do 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 brave and the bold do 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 comic books do 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 JL made. The annual podcast crossover event celebrating the Justice League is back, and we're covering the 2007 Brave and the Bold series that started with Mark Wade and George Freakin' Perez, and ended with J. Michael Straczynski. Throughout the month of May, participating podcasts will release special episodes on issues in the run. It all kicks off in the Overlook Dark Knight podcast. Follow the event on social media using the hashtag JLMay2023. Coming this May. JLMay do 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 brave and the bold do 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 comic books do 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 Mephisto. Hey, that it? Is that what you want? Things I do for this show. All right, so we're back. We're back from that commercial break, and we are here to discuss the feature film Pokemon Forever. And I prepared the the ever so lengthy Justin style synopsis from IMDb for anybody who hasn't seen the film. More than likely, you should probably go out and watch the film if you really want to follow the discussion. But here is the the short and sweet IMDb synopsis. Ash must stop a hunter who forces the mythical Pokemon Celebi to help him destroy a forest. The end. So that's that's the IMDb one sentence synopsis. This is this is interesting because for me, at least, uh, this is my first viewing of Pokemon Forever. I think uh, with the the last I think the third film that we covered on Big in Japan, I think I've uh, I've reached my. Uh, you know, limit or, you know, my my stop point of when I was going to watch these in the theater for fun. I, I, I can't really tell you why. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know if I just lost track of them or I just became interested by other shiny anime and and, and turned my attentions elsewhere. But I, I do know that this wasn't anything I watched before today. I'm going to I'm going to actually ask uh, Justin and, and uh, Mike, like, when when did you guys first watch this? Like, are you watching this for the first time uh, for the show, or had you seen this this one before? Yeah, this is this was my first viewing of it for the show. Like, I just watched it, you know, yesterday and today. And like you you were saying before, like you had sort of followed this up into the Johto era, but this just wasn't one of the films that you had seen before. Yeah, like I mean, I before previously, like I mean, I saw Mewtwo Strikes Back in theaters. I rented like the second one uh 2000 or whatever it was and then like i think you know we talked about the third one last time and i was like you know what i don't think i watched this one so like yeah this is I, like number two was like my cutoff point basically mm. and i think joe the johto era in general was my cutoff point for pokemon so okay well what about you justin is this something you had seen before or is this is this something new to you no i'd seen this before but um 
kind of like yourself after the third movie i entered this period where i just wasn't paying attention to pokemon stuff as much like i would maybe play the game on occasion or i would check out a random episode of the series but um it just was kind of like on the back burner and i think it was just i was just keeping up with so many other different things and you know like finishing high school and going on dates and doing all that kind of stuff you know going to movies i just there was only so many things i can keep track of but like for several years like pokemon was just kind of like on the back burner and then in 2005 i moved to tennessee and we had like an antenna that picked up like maybe seven or eight TV stations and that's all we had. And I got back into watching Pokemon because it was on like six days a week and there wasn't much else to do. Mm. So I was watching Pokemon, you know, on the kids WB and I was like, Hey, I remember Pokemon. Like I kind of like, you know, I really got back into it. And the woman I was living with at the time, you know, she was in the Pokemon too. And we just kind of ended up like feeding off of each other. And we like went, we went to eBay and ended up buying like however many movies were out at the time and kind of like watching one like every other night or something and, you know, just having fun, you know, watching those movies because she hadn't seen all of them. So 2005 was probably the first time I'd seen this. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. And then you, you, you kind of brought up the, the kids WB and I guess it, it's worth noting, like I, I have a little note where it, it does say that this this film is the first time where it sort of the distribution moved from Warner Brothers over to Miramax. So that also might have something to do with, you know, I, 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 I to me, I would imagine Warner Brothers has a bigger, I don't know, arm, you know, as far as film distribution than Miramax. So maybe maybe that played a role in in the why maybe I never checked this one out in the theater or continue to check out the films in the theater as well. But we've we've also got Mark here, and I I don't know Mark's story really. I mean, I know he was into anime. I know I know uh, we talked about you coming on Big in Japan because you liked anime, and you sent me a list of things, and one of those things on the list was Pokemon, and I kind of knew that this was kind of in our docket, Pokemon Forever. So that's that's how we you know kind of nabbed you to come on and guest on the show but um what like is this something that like you watch later in life is it something you saw in the theaters like what's your introduction to this film well in, in terms of pokemon i mean um i think a lot of the people that i talk to and you'll be able to hear it throughout the throughout the show a lot of the people that i talk to are like you they did they kind of stopped after johto and then um you know they kind of grew up and you know they had families raised kids and then once pokemon go came around that was when people started picking picking up watching the series again. And to tell you the truth, that's kind of my, my situation as well. I mean, I kind of dropped off after Johto. Um, and then I started doing Pokemon Go. When I did start Pokemon Go, it got me back interested into watching the series again. So I ended up going back and watching the Pokemon series as well. As terms as in terms of um all anime, that kind of happened during the pandemic. I didn't have I think a lot of us were shut down, you know, shut down in our place uh, in, in our places, not doing anything. And I just, um, a friends of mine were big. An- a couple friends of mine are, are big anime fans. Um, one of them happens to be a UFC fighter named Roxanne Motiferi. She actually retired from MMA, but they're big anime fans. So I decided to try to, you know, look and see if there's any series that that might uh, appeal to me. And I ended up uh, kind of deep diving into a lot of series um, through Hulu, and then eventually. Funimation and now Crunchyroll and High Dive. So that kind of got me back into watching MMA, uh, anime a lot more. Um, so I kind of, you know, you know, went full-fledged into, into anime after that. 
and I, 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 I binge a lot of anime. So, I mean, those two, two channels, High Dive and Crunchyroll, the two channels I use most often on my, on my TV. So, but uh, going back to Pokemon, yeah, I think that's a, that's a common thing where people just kind of, for some reason, after Johto started, um, you know, wearing off on it and then just came back. You know, like I said, when, you know, when Pokemon Go came around and now they're, they're showing their kids and all that as well. So it's pretty interesting to kind of look back and see what happened during the time when we weren't watching. So I was able to deep dive back into some of the old, old school uh, uh, past Johto Pokemon. So and I'm caught, pretty much caught up to date with the with the exception, I think, of one season's last season. It's the only one I haven't seen yet. So. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. So so this was kind of this film was part of your deep dive then, like during the pandemic, like that's something this was probably the first time you the the pandemic, I guess, was the first time you you checked out Pokemon Forever specifically. Um, I think actually um, I, I think this week was I think it was one of the movies I did not catch. Um, I did catch 2000, um, but I did it in theater. I, I, I deep dove back into it, um, you know, later on. But. But when it came to uh, this one, I don't think I've ever saw I ever seen it. So it was interesting to to watch to watch this one. And obviously, there's some you know weird things going on with streaming. I mean, in terms of of where you can find it, because the Pokemon Company usually streams a lot of their stuff. Um, if if it's not on their regular channel, then you can see it on either Amazon or or um, or um, some other places as well. But for some reason, for some reason, um, and Netflix has um, some of the Pokemon as well. But um, so for some reason, um, some of the Miramax films are not on any kind of streaming platform. So hopefully that changes in the near future. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess I, I know I'm sure me and Mike and Justin all have our own individual notes about the film and everything. And maybe we'll go deeper into it here in a few minutes. But I guess I guess also just general question and, and I'll kick it off with you, Mark, is. So what do you think of this film? Like, do, do you like it? Do you do you hate it? Like, what do you you know, what, what's your I mean, how does it that maybe maybe this is a crazy question because I, I don't even think I've seen all the Pokemon films. But wh where does it rank for you among the films you've seen? Right. Like, well, I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't bad and it wasn't good. You know, I mean, it wasn't Pokemon 2000. It was, you know. Um, the animation was great, obviously. When it comes to a big screen stuff, they always do something really awesome with the animation. You know, you get that kind of 3D effect. It's not the average, um, you know, kind of serial kind of effect. But in terms of plot, I mean, it's basically, you know, like a, you know, like an expanded episode of, of Pokemon, pretty much. Um, although it was pretty interesting to see some of the um, some of the aspects, some of the um, backstory in terms of some of the characters. Um, and I don't know if we want to get any spoilers or anything, but it was pretty, it was pretty good. I mean, as a, as a, as a Pokemon movie, I mean, it wasn't, I said it wasn't the worst movie, and yet it wasn't the best movie. So I would say somewhere in the middle there. The most powerful force in the world is back to take on its most important mission of all time. Join Ash, Pikachu, and for the first time in Pokemon history, the rare and legendary Celebi and Suicune as they travel through time. The spirit of the forest has been captured. Celebi is mine. And all of nature is under attack. You're supposed to protect the forest, not destroy it. But this fall, nature has a new hero. Pikachu! And every hero needs friends. Celebi! I won't give up! Hold on! 
It's the biggest Pokemon adventure ever. And it's only in theaters. Pokemon forever. Get a limited edition Pokemon card e-game card and carry the timeless adventure of Pokemon Forever home with you. Available only in theaters while supplies last. Details at Pokemon.com. Yeah, I think I think if people are listening to this, they're they're ready for spoilers or or they, they should have gone off and watched this if they didn't want spoilers. So I'm, I'm guessing you want to talk about the, the, the twist at the end, I guess. Right. Like that's the interesting yeah. aspect of this film. Yeah, yeah. Professor Oak ends up being the the one, the kid that uh, ends up, you know, end up being the one that uh, that um, saves Sarah, Sarah B and all that as well. So it's yeah, it's pretty interesting to to to, to see that kind of aspect and um, kind of full circle. And it almost almost kind of you know is very I don't know I would say Doc Brownish um, yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. situation where you know um, you know we never know you know I think just because you know you know um, you know Professor. The professor is there in, um, you know, happens to be there in Pallet Town that they end up meeting up. But, you know, um, there's that aspect where he probably knew Ash for very, very, you know, he knew Ash was going to be uh, as good as he was, you know, from the from the get go. So and we get a little bit of that in the in the um, in a couple of seasons ago where we get um, Ash ends up, uh, you know, meeting um, his new uh, his, his, compa- his new compatriot in the last season. You know, it ends up being the same, very similar plot where they ended up meeting up because of um, circumstances. You know, a young kid, you know, beating an older kid in the in the past. So, but yeah, it's interesting to get a little bit of the backstory about you know how the professor ended up being uh, ended up being um, who he is. You know, I kind of wish we had a little bit more story about how he started his journey. It might be something that they may want to do a spinoff series on. You know how how he got to where he was as a professor, but. That's just yeah, my opinion. Steampunk Professor Oakmon or whatever, you know, like do 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 it with those classic balls where he's got to twist them open and all that stuff. I mean, that that could be fun. Yeah, I I mean, I I think what you're saying is is uh, is sound, like because there's the the, the films always seem to have a, a bit more of a cinematic aspect to them because they're you can tell the production value, like they're spending more money on the animation and they have those you know, I guess of the era, right? Like they have these CGI shots or whatever. Like I think this film, it was released in 2001 in Japan and then it came over to the U.S. in 2002. So they were definitely cranking these out as quickly as they could to capitalize on the popularity. But they, you know, they have a lot of nice kind of long pans and, you know, as, as Celebi is like zipping through the forest and the, the forest is essentially, you know, this kind of CGI kind of, uh, you know, uh, long shot, you know, so there's, there, there are things that are more cinematic about the films than, than if this was say an average, you know, television episode that maybe you wouldn't get as much, you know, zip and zap and, and, and those kind of Alfred, I mean, I, 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 I hate to say it, but these kind of long form Alfred Hitchcock pans and Pokemon, you know, those are, those are like reserved for the films or whatever. I don't know. What what about you, Mike? Like what uh what's your initial thoughts on uh on Pokemon Forever? I guess I'm more of the opinion that like I, I feel like like it's sad to say, and like I didn't hate this or anything, but I feel like the like I enjoy these less and less like as they go on, like in terms of the four we've watched like so far. Like, I mean, I, I still like Mewtwo Strikes Back because, you know, I saw it in theaters. I have a lot of nostalgia for mm-hmm. that movie and mm-hmm. I think it's generally pretty good. 
And then, uh, you know, I like Pokemon 2000 a little less. And I liked, uh, what was it, Legend of the Unknown or whatever, number right, three. Right. Like, I like that a little less. And I think I like this just a little less, too. Although maybe, I, I don't know, maybe if I'm being generous, like, I can say I like this one better than the last one, like, by a little. But, like, I think, you know, there, there were some, like, nice elements about this one. Like, for one thing, my man Scyther was in this one, and he wasn't mm-hmm. in the last one. So, and, uh, but, uh, I, I don't know, like, uh the the whole twist like i mean i didn't see that coming and not because it was like well set up i just thought it kind of came out of nowhere like i was like wait that kid was professor oak like okay like like i guess so like i mean like i, I don't know maybe they weren't like it wasn't they were trying to play it really close to the chest but i was like i, I don't i didn't see any real like hints that that might be like professor oak or anything other than it was you know it was some kid who came from the past and you know, like, and I guess, like, in a world of like fighting monsters with superpowers and stuff, like time travel is not really a big deal. Like, they're just, you know, she, like, the old woman of the forest is all like, you know, oh, like, you know, that the celebi, the celebi, like time travels, like, and Ash and Misty and Brock are like, oh, okay, like, and, like, they're not like, what time travel is real? Like, <laughs> holy shit! Like, you know. yeah, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Like, a lot of these films probably have diminishing returns, you know, as far as if you if you continue to watch them. I mean, it, you you know, but I mean, I I think you could say the same thing about all the the DBZ movies too, right? I mean, they're all to some degree, right? It's essentially the same movie, but you have to love you know, the, the, the genre or the characters or, or whatever it is to keep coming back and essentially watch the same, you know, or, or somewhat similar plot over and over again with just a, a, a veneer of new paint and all that kind of stuff. And I, I have tons of notes about about the time traveling and all that. So I, I, I sort of hear you on that. I mean, I, I did go back and watch this a second time just because I was curious if they if they made any reference to it. And there, there, I mean, you know, Professor Oak has a scene, right? Where it, it's like, he's talking to Ash and Misty and Brock before they get on the boat to go to that part of town or whatever. And, and he has this moment where he's like, should I have told them, you know? And so like there, that, that's the biggest, you know, I don't know, pre hint you get, but you, you know, it's like, it's like, why does he know about, um, the, the magical, I, I don't even remember the Pokemon's name, but the one that like leaps all over the, the river and, and cures it or whatever. It's like, he's the only one who's ever seen one before, you know? So like, those are the, those are the ties that, that give you the hint that, that he uh, could have been that. Suicune? Yeah, yeah Suicune. Like he's the only one who's ever seen a Suicune. And they're like, wow, Professor Oak, you know everything. And, you know, it's like, so that's, I mean, th- those are, I guess, your hints that that he's he's gone through this adventure before and he's he's deliberating. You know, it's like, should I have spoiled it? Should I have not? Kind of like Mark's comment about the the Doc Brown thing. It's like, do I do do I say anything to Doc? Do I not like, you know, and then Doc ends up wearing the bulletproof vest and he's fine. You know, like that's that's that element of, you know, the goofy kind of comedic time travel that I guess w- w- we may be used to in in, uh, you know, certain cinematic languages and everything when people are storytelling and stuff like that. But um, I guess I guess the final person we need to ask about their their thoughts about the film is uh, is Justin. So I I am curious, like, what's your what's your take on uh, Pokemon Forever? I think this is maybe the third time I've seen this film. And my memory was this was one of the good ones. And I kind of 
I think I'm with you guys. Like, I kind of feel like this is one of the maybe lesser ones. Like, the animation is really nice. I can appreciate that. I feel like the story is very, like, low stakes. And you've got time travel as a a story element. Like, I kind of wish they had did something more with that. Like, it's like, okay, they have to save the dark Celebi who's being controlled. Like, that's, like, the main thing. And the other thing is, like, oh, save the forest, that sort of thing. I think it would have been really fun if, like, when Ash and Sam were trying to save Celebi, like, if he had, like, flung them into the future and they have to, like, they're in, the, like, an alternate future where, you know, the, you know, hmm. Hunter Iron Mask dude, like, took over the world with Celebi okay. okay. and they have to, like, undo it. Like, that would have been, like, that would have been a lot more fun. The stakes would have been higher. But in this, it kind of feels like, I mean... This this film takes like what thirty five minutes to get going, and like like I said, there's lots of nice animation. Like there's not there's lots of nice scenes of Celebi zipping around, and you know he's sticking his hand through the through the lake, and it looks really nice. But it's just kind of you know we're just kind of like waiting for it to get started, and I you know I'm like okay like when does this when does this thing get going? Like we're kind of like you know we're we're just kind of sitting around in the forest looking at each other and looking at the scenery like we're where is, is this going somewhere? Like, what is this doing? I also kind of wish there was more Team Rocket, but, like, that's just me. Like, I'm a big Team Rocket guy. You know, like, I love Jesse and James and Meowth and especially Wobbuffet. But, like, you know, when Jesse was, like, absorbed into the, like, tree monster thing that Sylvie created, it's like, oh, they're going to do something with Jesse. No, she, she's just, like, hanging around to be witness so that she can go back and tell Giovanni that like, this dude's, like, a badass or whatever and then i just kind of forget about that but yeah i kind of i kind of echo what mike's saying it seems like these are less memorable as you go along not as good uh, i don't know it, it it does feel like diminishing returns and maybe that's why i was like not paying attention to it as much like i mean at this point like this is what 2001 2002 when this comes out so like over in the states we've been watching pokemon and playing pokemon for several several years and there's only so much of that that you can kind of like keep going back to before you like need a break or you need to move on to something else for a while you know so i guess it was just fatigue kind of set in and maybe that's why a lot of us kind of like took a little break during the johto era or whatever i I think it's interesting what you're saying about the stakes right because like i agree with what you're saying like that whole thing you mentioned you know your wish list like oh what if what if they went to a dark future where the mass marauder had taken over and that would have raised the stakes and that's all true but then i think what you're talking about in terms of fatigue is like i i i guess i always dwell on this like as far as like an aspect of world building the stuff you're not supposed to think about when you're watching these films but i think about them where i'm like you know, did th- this whole thing like 10 year olds are running around with weapons of mass destruction in little pokeballs. You know what I mean? Like like and it's like you're saying there's no stakes. But I'm like, dude, the- Celebi is like frickin swamp thing. Like he could travel through time. He can make a big giant like, you know, tree monster like that's the size of Groot back in Tales to Astonish and like wreck the forest. And he's basically you know, going to make the mass marauder more powerful than Giovanni. I mean, all those things, it's like, I, you know, or, or, or even in the opening when he makes, um, what, what's that? The, the, the dragon dinosaur, whatever, whatever that guy, you know, he makes the, the little cute one. 
he puts them in the dark poke ball and then makes them the bad one. And like that, that thing, I'm like, dude, are there no Pokemon police in that little town like 50 years ago or whatever? Like, cause the, 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 the guy's just like, you know, you know, flaming the buildings and knocking everything over and everything. I, I was joking with you guys the other day. I was like, dude, there's no, uh, there's no officer Jennies in this town. They must have defunded the, the Pokemon police in this side of town because there's no there's no officer Jenny. Nobody's like like trying to like stop these these hunters, you know, because they, they, they seem like, you know, clearly shady characters. Right. But there's no you know, the, the only, I guess, uh, form of justice, you know, comes in the shape of like the kids. Right. Like so it's like it's like they, they got a lot on their plates, you know, like to, to try and. Uh, solve in in this this kind of like you said that kind of short film that takes a while to get going so like sometimes i feel like that aspect of fatigue like maybe you tend to forget because you're exposed to like all these pokemon just like you know i don't know anything right it's like it's like you know a, a superhero can be impressive a pokemon can be impressive if if there's there's less of them but now that you've been in this show for a few years and there's four movies worth it's like showing you a time traveling giant monster kaiju pokemon you're just like eh no that's fine the stakes aren't that high and you're like well but maybe they are but but you're just you're numb to it i don't know Do, is, does that does that seem like a an accurate assessment like do you guys feel numb to some of the 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 wonders that like because the, these characters really do seem like macguffins right like that the one can like cure the pollution in the water the other one can travel through time and 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 move all plant life around like i mean they seem like very elemental and 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 very powerful and then and then you go back to oh and they're controlled by 10 year olds in balls you know and you're just like wow like that's that's um I don't know. I, I I keep coming back to that when I when I watch this at least. I think um personally, um just to just to go off on the point as well, I think there are a lot of montages. And I think that they, you know, they wanted to show, you know, how cool this animation is. And I think they may have overdone it because we could have developed a really cool B story with Team Rocket. I have to have to have to agree with that. They could have they could have used Team Rocket a lot better. I don't like it always when they're kind of the always the uh, the, the fumbling oaks that always have to, you know, battle in battle ash and all that as well. I mean, I like it when they are, you know, they're part of the action. Sometimes they, you know, you sometimes you have to, you know, you have to um, you have to team up with the bad guys in order to um, in order to, um, you know, help out what's going on. I mean, we, did, we saw a little bit of that, but we didn't see a hell of a lot of that in this one. And I would have been nice to see Team Rock kind of team up with them when they realized that. Um, that the, the Marauder was going to be, you know, the big baddie and all that as well. So it would have been nice to have had a nice little B story, um, you know, cut down some of those montages down and then maybe do a B story with, with Team Rocket, which they usually do. They usually have like a nice little, little B story with Team Rocket. So it helps out a little bit in terms of um, story building and, you know, get, making people more interested in what's going on. And it kind of breaks from a lot of the action. So I have to kind of, kind of, you know, kind of agree that maybe it might have been, you know, it might have flogged a little bit just because of those, those, uh, it might have flogged just a little bit because of those montages. Yeah, I can see that. I, 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 I guess I've, I've got like some other questions about things that I thought of that I, I don't necessarily have the answers to, but I'm curious if anybody else either does or, or if it was anything they thought about. Like, I thought the idea of, of the mass marauder having 
these dark balls is what he calls them in the movie, right? And and I guess what they do is it's a, it's a Pokeball, but it takes uh, a Pokemon at its lowest level, and then when you release them from the ball, they're at their ultimate level, but then it also turns them, quote-unquote, evil. Um, and, and so, like, okay, like, that's kind of a plot-driven device, like, literally. Um, but also, I, I was just thinking, like, this seems like, like a, a, a serious... Um, technological achievement in the world of Pokemon for the bad guys. And I was I, just wondering, like, do they do they ever bring this up ever again? Like, do other people use oh, Dark Balls? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, um, right now in Pokemon Go, there are what they call Dark Pokemon back then. They call them Shadow Pokemon in Pokemon Go. Okay. Um, so they, they, they've continued that concept all the way through the, through the Pokemon Go game. So yeah, they they do have have it where you're battling Team Rocket in the in the game, and um, you get these uh, these Pokemon that are that are shadowed, um, and you can cure them if you want to. It depends on you know depends on their level or whatever. But yeah, they have that they have that aspect in in Pokemon Go. So they did continue that through the through the through the current game uh, through through current Pokemon Go game just to kind of. So there is a kind of a reference to that in this in this movie, which was kind of interesting. I was one of the things that I had thought in the back of my head. I was like, "This is where Shadow Pokemon started." So. Okay, okay. So then, then, then it does have some historical importance in terms of the franchise, right? This is maybe one of the first films, at least, that introduced those those Shadow Pokemon or Dark Balls or whatever. So that's yeah. that's kind of a, I guess, a point, a feather in its cap or whatever. I was going to just yeah. I was just going to say like that the green pokemon you were talking about who he uses in the dark ball is Tyranitar and I know Tyranitar. him Tyranitar okay yeah but I know him because he was like one of my like main team on when I used to play like silver like cuz he's what do you call See I I mean maybe it's just me but but I I found I mean I know it's silly to say it's pokemon right but but Tyranitar to me is frightening right like like he puts the little cute whatever it is called first in the, the dark ball. And then out comes Tyranitar, which is like, you know, the size of a grizzly bear and it, and it sets the house on fire. You know what I mean? And you're just like, and, and, and that moment when, when uh, Tyranitar is fighting with Onyx, I mean, that's, you know, that uh, to me, I was just like, man, like, like these are, you know that, that uh, I don't think I'm exaggerating by calling them weapons of mass destruction. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like one of those things where you kind of look at it and just go, "Damn!" Like these are, you know, like like I mean, I mean, and and then then that's also kind of ties into what what I was kind of getting at with the maybe fatigue or exhaustion. It's like I I I can see why you would have Pokemon fatigue, but then at the same time, I'm kind of like you, you need to like if you're looking at them as like wildlife, you know, like Pokemon or wildlife, like you need to respect the, the beauty and the majesty and also the, the power of, of those creatures. Right. Cause you're like, Holy crap, that Onyx, that, that Tyranitar, like those are, you know, it, it, it's like, could you imagine if like 10 year olds could just run around and then like out of their, you know, knapsack, uh, rhinoceros could come out and knock over a car. Like, I mean, it's just like, holy shit. Like, that's, that's crazy. I'm trying to think of that meme. You know that meme from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where, where um, Leonardo DiCaprio's pointing? 
Yes. That seems to be that seems to be the aspect of that too. Um, you know, you, you watch any Pokemon movie, you're like, oh, there's there's Tyranicar, oh, there's Celebi, oh, there's there's Rhyhorn, there's you know, it's pretty interesting. I mean, that's why they, they have tendency to do that. You know, there, there are a lot of background Pokemon that they put in there and, and has nothing to do with it, but it's just one of those, oh, there's such and such, there's such and such. So we got a lot of that in that as well. By the way, I do have a, I, I, I had a shadow Tyranitar, but I ended up making it, uh, I ended up healing it up though. Sorry to say. Are, uh, is it, is it better when it's a, like, do you have more fun when you're the, the shadow Tyranitar? Like, because, because it's quote unquote evil, like, can you do funner things with it? Um, it's, it's, it's it, 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 it boosts its attack power on, on there. So when you're battling, you know, other, other trainers are battling, uh, you're battling gems or something like that, you know, you do get a, an attack boost on it. But if it's like, a, it, for me, if it's, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a level two, I mean, it's a level two, a level three is what you, we, level three and level four, you want what we want. But um, if it's a level two, then I, you, you, I, I usually, you know, heal it up because, because it'll, it'll, it'll boost it up to maybe a level three. So it's just the way, it, way the game mechanics are. So I've I've got two major notes left as far as my notes for this movie goes, and I I think and I hope they will trigger lots and lots of discussion, but maybe not. But we'll we'll find out in a second. I just had a weird weird. I mean, because my my opinion of the film in and of itself is kind of like you guys for the most part. Like I thought the animation was nice. I I think it's cinematic. I thought it was fine. Do you know what I mean? Like like I found my attention wavering and waning at certain points and that's why i went back and watched it a second time just in case maybe i missed some key moments or something like that and and try to you know give give this movie my full attention right but but there were aspects where i i did find myself wavering in terms of how invested i was you know so there is that aspect of either fatigue or or maybe you know you 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 just become numb to certain aspects of of the franchise or whatever but I was decidedly hit by the end of the film. And what I mean by the end of the film is, you know, Celebi is is on its deathbed. They're trying to dunk him in the water for like, I don't know, the third fucking time in this movie because the water heals the Celebi and brings it back to life and all this other stuff. But I think at this point the water's polluted and and it's not working and, and they can't get it going or whatever. And they do this massive pan over all the characters in the film, the, the tour guide, the old lady, her daughter that Brock thinks is hot and is totally on model for Brock. You know, the, the, the Sam, Ash, Misty, all the Pokemon in the forest. And as they do this pan, they're all either, you know, grimacing or tearing up or outright bawling and crying. And all the Pokemon in the forest are like, you know, yelling and crying and screaming and all, you know, it's a, it's like, this is the worst thing ever. And, and speaking of the fatigue, it reminded me of, you know, the end of the first film, right? Like where, you know, Ash turns into stone and all the Pokemon have to cry and, you know, the, the whole nine yards, right? Like it, it, it seemed like echoing, you know, again, the, the same story beat, you know, somebody's in peril, you feel bad. And then, you know, but but it also made me think about like, you know, and, and this is probably throwing certain generations under the bus, but I, I don't really care. It's like uh, sometimes I'm kind of like, is this what because I, I feel like this isn't what the lessons we were taught in the 70s or the 80s or even the 90s. 
like in cartoons. Like, like it feels like the life lesson is if you mule enough and cry hard enough, then you'll get your way at the end. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's what it's like. If you feel bad about it enough and you cry enough, that then the moral is Celebi comes back to life. And I was just kind of like struck by that because I thought it was funny because it's like it's like did they did they earn like did they have to go on a quest? Did they have to suffer or anything for this to happen? And it's like not really. They just cried hard enough, and then the you know Su Suichi or whatever that's called comes in, does its little ballerina hop, you know, fixes the the water like it's nothing, and 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 then and then uh, the the Celebi's fine, and then and then he goes and and returns everything. Uh, I mean, essentially back to normal because he brings Sam back to his own time and then that's the end of the movie but i i don't know did you guys have any different take on that like what what did you guys think of of the way everything wrapped up there at the end i had a little thought where i was like okay the scene where celebi like starts to shrivel up and everything like to me that's almost as terrifying as like et dying and turning mm. white like that's so okay. disturbing i mean like, i mean even... they do they do literally say he's dying for yeah. no good reason right so they, they don't even like sugar it's not like that you know if this was on tv or something for like a network channel it'd be like oh no it's leading to his destruction like they can't even say the word die right but here they're literally saying it because it's a it's a movie right yeah, it goes back to it goes back to stakes. You know, they have to uh, get Squeakoon to 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 heal to heal Celebi. I mean, a lot of the other ones, I think there was a kind of a goal in order to in order to come back. You know, for those Pokemon to go back, and it was more of a journey or whatever. Or you know, this is this happened, so you have to go to this place and and do this. You know, do this thing and all that as well. You didn't really get that on this one. I mean, it was. I think the story arc was really kind of you know, it wasn't you know. Ash, you know, Ash didn't do, I want to say, didn't do really much besides, you know, go up and try to talk, uh, talk uh, Celebi down, pretty much. That was the whole thing where, you know, he's trying to talk uh, Celebi out of, you know, destroying everything and all that as well. And then, and then it was just up to Suicune to, to swoop in and save the day. So we didn't really get much of, you know, that Ash had to battle really that much. You know, it was him basically talking Celebi down. <laughs> that was pretty much it. So, yeah, we didn't get that as much as we, you know, we get in the other other like like I think like the series or, or any of some of the other movies where he did have to at least, you know, referee some kind of effort in order to uh, make things right. Well, I mean, I thought I thought him grabbing on to the, the mass marauder with his jetpack was was pretty ballsy. You know what I mean? Like they were they were doing that whole like rocket up to the stratosphere and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, Ash, you know, he's like and then and then Ash is like electrocuted Pikachu. And I'm like, are you sure you want to do that, bro? But, you know, I guess they did what they did. So. <laughs> Uh, I, w I was joking to you the other day. It's like the, the opening credits when the theme song's playing and stuff. And like, you know, Pikachu hits that trainer and his Pokemon with the Thunderbolt. Like they both collapse. I was like, holy crap, dude, are you trying to kill that kid? Like, <laughs> like I thought like the, the credits were going to keep rolling and it'd be like Ash, like calling the ambulance and trying to like defibrillate that kid or something. In the, in the opening credit where it's like, I want to be the very best. And then the, like the, the bars like slam on Ash. It's like <laughs> murder. <laughs> You're going to jail, Ash. Um, um, yeah. The, yeah. The main problem I have with like the finale is like I was sitting there and I was trying to remember like I was like, OK, I know Celebi isn't dead. Like, 
how is this resolved? And I couldn't remember. And it's like, the way they resolve it is like, the Legion of Celebes from the future just come out of nowhere and save them. I'm like, that feels like a total asshole. Mm. It's like they wrote themselves into a corner and they're like, all right, how do we get out of this? Well, we did the Celebi, uh, we did the uh, Suicu thing. We already did the water dunking thing. It's like, well, if one Celebi is cute, a whole bunch of Celebes will be even cuter and we can have a whole bunch of them zipping around. Okay, go with it. I, that just kind of like feels like it came out of it's- nowhere. It's interesting that you mentioned Celebi shriveling up being like E.T. dying because the ending then does parallel E.T., right? Because E.T. gets his people come for him, right? Yeah. And they pick uh-huh. him up and then they take him home and heal him, right? And that's that's essentially what happens here. You, you know what I thought was weird about that, though? Like in your E.T. analogy, like I did have this moment where I was like, OK, that makes sense. But I had this immense feeling of sadness for R. Celebi because after they heal him, they all go back to their own times and then Celebi has to bring Sam, Professor Oak, back to his time and I guess I was just thinking like I don't know, you know, like Doctor Who and, and, and Superman and all that you know what I mean? Like, like that that Celebi seemed to be the only Celebi of his kind, and he finally found Celebi bros to, like, hang out with. And who knows? Maybe there was a cute Celebi girl, and they could have started a family and all this. You know, but but none of that none of that happens. He doesn't get to go off with them at the end. It's like they, they heal him, they fuck off, and then, <laughs> and then he has to go back to the fucking 50s or whatever and live out this horrible fucking life. And I was just like, oh, that fucking sucks, dude. It's, I mean, it's very Spider-Man-ish, if you really think about it. You know, you have Celebi from, from now, Celebi in a different different dimension, you know, coming and all of them coming to help out and, and, and heal off the Celebi and all that as well. So, yeah, it's it's basically Celebi in the multiverse, pretty much. Into the Celebi-verse. So, so and then this is this is my, my last, uh, you know, potentially, uh, uh, you know, discussion-worthy question slash topic or whatever. And and this is just me going through the permutations of Pokemon time travel in my head, right? And so I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, like I, I thought it was a fun twist, right? Like like I you know, I didn't think it was, you know, maybe as bad as Mike thought or whatever. I just thought, oh that's cool. So the the kid is Professor Oak. Like, cool. All right. And and if I accept that at face value, you know, I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good twist. You know, like, that's fine. I get it. Like, that, that's kind of neat, right? Um, and they, they, you know, they, they have a little lip service about it, you know, when Professor Oak is first on screen before they even meet the boy Sam or whatever. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. But when I actually, like, start to examine time travel, which is probably a mistake, right? But I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, okay, so if Sam if the little boy that grows up to be Professor Oak disappeared from the forest and the old lady is like, she she comes out and goes, oh my God, you're the boy that disappeared. You're part of that legend. We never found you. And I'm kind of like, but he grew up to be Professor fucking Oak. Like, what do you mean you never found him? Like at the end of the movie, they send him back home. Like how, what, 
what did, did when he got sent back home he's like oh i better not talk to that bitch anymore because it's gonna fuck up the time stream <laughs> like what like i don't I, I don't know i don't know what happened with that like that was weird right and then and then this is me thinking about it too hard and I, i'm sure it, it basically is explained but she kept his his uh sketchbook right so <laughs> i was like well wait a minute doesn't he need that sketchbook to make pokedexes and all that other stuff but then I guess he takes it home with him at the end. So so she kept his sketchbook for like 50 years. He comes to the future and gets his sketchbook back and then takes it back home. So like that that 50-year-old sketchbook is like really like a 100-year-old sketchbook or whatever cuz it's it's the same sketchbook. So but anyway, I I just thought that was funny. So Yeah, I mean this is this is I I think this is the first time that train travel happened in Pokémon, but it's happened four or five more times after this. I think Celebi helped me maybe two or three more times. And then there was a couple of times where Celebi wasn't even involved. But yeah, this is the first time I think that, that time travel was even possible in Pokemon. But yeah, that's an interesting point. Well, you, you know my joke with Professor Oak. He's just like, that's right, Ash. I was that boy, Sam. And now I grew up to plow your mother. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, you know, you you know my take on it. Mr. Mime is Ash's dad, so you know that's that's how I feel about it. He's always so. telling Ash to go off. He's like, "That's right, I don't want you around, Ash. Like I'm moving in with your mother." Uh, mime, mime, <laughs> mime. Uh, no, but I, it was weird though. Like I felt like, like. You know, the the opening scene like establishes like a bond between, you know, Sam Oak, whatever, and uh his name is Sam Oak, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, uh so. um and and Celebi. And like, you know, they they keep reinforcing that where he's like, you know, I gotta protect the Celebi. And then like, you know, obviously Ash is the main character, but I feel like he was like butting in on that bond like between them. Like like he was the one who was like, you know, trying to get to Celebi and like Sam was kinda like, you know, following him and uh, mm. he was like, mm. you know, hey, like Celebi, it's me, like, you know, Sam, like the kid who protected you in the forest. And like Ash shoves him aside and he's like, and I'm here too. Like, you know, right. So. Right. No, I, I, I see that. And then I, I guess I, I thought it was interesting. Like they didn't even, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's hanging, you know, hanging the nail, you know, on the wall, like it's too obvious or whatever, but I just thought, Oh, maybe it would have been cool if like Celebi and professor Oak had a scene together. Like, just for shits and giggles where like he ports yeah. in from the time stream and is just like a... high five bro like i remember you and then goes and fucks off to do whatever he's got to do in the time stream like some, something that acknowledges that or whatever but i guess that was not meant to be either yeah i just i just wish there was like a stronger connection there because like i like i said i didn't see that twist coming and not because like i said it was like well constructed or they like did it well it was just like i didn't see any connection between sam and professor oak so it would have been nice to maybe um have dropped a few more hints basically um that this was this was professor oak or whatever but like again that goes back to you know me wanting to maybe have another series where we get to see you know young you know sam oak you know explore the pokemon world but i don't know we'll see Sam Oak, who like uh, beats up uh, Pokemon hunters on the side, or whatever. <laughs> no, no, my favorite line in the movie was, and it was pretty early on. 
when Team Rocket were like peddling on that, like, you know, that airship, like above, like, you know, the kid, like Ash and the others. And like uh, Jesse's like, oh, they're beneath us. And James is like, of course they're beneath us. They're twerps. <laughs> <laughs> like that made me crack up. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's some good stuff. Well, I don't. I don't know. Does I? I feel like I've said my piece on the film. Like I, you know, like I said, I, I think we all kind of moderately enjoyed it, but we didn't think it was the greatest thing ever, you know. So that that's kind of how I think we were coming to it. But I don't know. Does anybody have anything else that they need to get off their chest to uh, say about Pokemon Forever before we wrap things up? Nah, I think I'm good. I mean, um, I pretty much said pretty much all all the things that you kind of kind of insider knowledge, I guess, in terms of where that fits into the uh the uh, legacy of pokemon um you know i think the only the only thing really that came out of it was the fact that we got shadow pokemon from the from the movie but besides that um you know yeah i kind of missed a little bit of the team rocket kind of aspect of it you know it would have been nice to to see them have a little bit more more of that as well and i always kind of find it funny that um professor oak's first name is ash and sam and, and you know ash, sam and sam ash is the name of a music uh a music place uh you know uh here in here in vegas so it's always kind of funny to hear sam ash yeah like i think like i said i i i didn't hate this but i just think it was you know weaker than the previous entries so but i did enjoy like you know watching it like you know uh going you know tapping into my pokemon nostalgia because uh like you know i i still consider pokemon silver and gold to be one of my favorite video games of like all time like you know and i'm sure there have been better pokemon games since then but i haven't played them but like i've always you know i always say like man like silver and gold like you you've got the whole first game inside the second game as well because you can go to the old continent and like redo all those gym leaders too. And I always thought that was like super awesome. So, you know, I, I have a fondness for like this era, I guess, of Pokemon, like right before I right before I dipped out of it, basically. It should be mentioned also, I, I, I think, um, that uh, I don't know if if you guys know this, but Ash is no longer in the series now. I think he's gonna be a regular, you know, what you know, once in a while, but he's no longer the main protagonist in the in the Pokemon series. He won this world championship and I'm assuming he's going back to Pallet Town to open up his own gym. But they um yeah, he's been he's been uh, almost officially retired from the uh from the Pokemon League. So we're getting two new uh characters now that'll be taking up the mantle and picking up the uh picking up the uh torch as it were in terms of Pokemon. So yeah, so um Ash yeah, I think this the this the um the last, and he ended his last series I think in Japan this past year. They haven't got the dub version here in the United States yet, but this this will be the the last time we'll see Ash as a regular person and uh, our our main protagonist in Pokemon. Oh, okay. Okay. Did he like he's still like perpetually like what, 10 years old now? Like like how he's been like 10 years old for like 20 years? Like I feel like I was thinking like, you know, when they when they show these movies, used to show like the series or movies like on Cartoon Network, like they should have like put it on Toonami and had like Peter Cullen do a like hardcore gritty like commercial for it. Like, you know, <laughs> a boy doomed to remain a child forever. He and his friends must fight monsters like they must then, tame them to win medals. 
and fend off a terrorist organization bent on ruling the world. <laughs> red, red. So, so before we before we sign off for the night, Mark, is there is there anything that you need to pimp, promote, or propagate, or pander? Like, do you well, is there any sure. place? That people could find you. Anime, the anime expo is coming up here in Vegas um, in uh, in April uh, April twenty second to the twenty third. Um, so it'll be pretty interesting. I'm, I think I might I might uh, might drop by there and and check it out. Um, it's at the World Market Center here in uh, in Vegas, so it'll be interesting to see you know some of the things that are going on there. Um, they've already announced a lot of the panels that are going on in terms of it. So um, so if you guys are uh, happen to be in Vegas uh, on the weekend of the 20 uh, April 22nd, then please, uh, you know, you know, stop by uh, the uh, the anime, uh, the anime expo here in Vegas. Um, and um, besides that, I mean, it, it's just pretty interesting. Uh, you know, they, they just did some announcements on uh, a lot of the what's, what's going on with the Pokemon. They always do that every I think every year at the like in February, the uh, end of February, early March, they'll do these uh, little, um, these big, huge. I think it's by, I think it's biannually actually. They'll do these. Um, they'll do these. Uh, if you go to the Pokemon channel on YouTube, you'll be able to see everything that's going on in terms of the games, the series, you know, um, card games, anything. Um, so you take a look and go to the Pokemon channel on YouTube, and they'll explain everything that's going on with Pokemon as well. Um, I might have something in the works, but um, it's going to probably be something later this year uh, dealing with anime. But uh, we'll we'll talk about that at a later date. Okay, okay. Well, keep us posted and let us know, and then uh, we can we can definitely pimp out things over here on the Fan Holes podcast channel as well. All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for tonight. This is going to be Derek, Derek WC, signing off. Hey, it's Mike. Time travel is no big deal. Signing off. Wow, about that. Cool. All right, guys. To train is my cause. My whole life is led to this. Time to test my skills. I know I just can't miss. Gonna show the world. Born to be a winner. Born to be a champion.
besides uh, besides obviously Pikachu, you guys are wearing. Uh, what's your who's your favorite Pokemon? Uh, for me, it's Charmander. Charmander. Yeah. Uh, any reason why Charmander? Oh well, I just when I first saw um, Pokemon, I, he was so vulnerable, and you know, Ash, the story of him like being rescued, it was just it was really cool. Also, I love fire; fire is awesome. <laughs> and what about what about Chikorita? Um, I just loved her as a child, and it hasn't gone away. She was just my favorite when I would watch Pokemon. Yeah. And she's sassy; she's very sassy, which I um, favorite besides Ash, favorite character on the show. Professor Oak. I'm gonna go with Professor Oak. He's okay. solid. I'll give you a minute. Um, favorite, um, favorite, favorite movie or series? Uh, of Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, the first one. Uh, first 151. I'm sorry. That's that's. It's always gonna be that for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, same thing <laughs> <of> you. <Okay. laughs> it's really hard yeah. to keep up with all, yeah. all the Pokemon. Yeah, exactly, it is. Yeah. Um, so, any any ideas on, on your favorite character again? I don't. Know. I. I probably if, yeah. I'd probably say Misty just because going off childhood too. Because I wanted to be her. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, what what colors are you guys representing today? Uh, Mystic. Mystic. Okay. Yeah. Thank you.